As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. It's on the way. It's high enough. It's long enough. It's good. It's oh, my good. goodness. It's good. They win it. They win it. Are you kidding me? What a game. Woo! This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, John Lunsford and Jerry Young. And welcome into another episode of Next Round Preps right here on the Double Down Podcast Network and nextroundlive.com. John Lunsford joined by Jerry Young as always. And Jerry, our game last week, Thompson taking on Oak Mountain. Not quite as close as maybe we would have thought. Oak Mountain's quarterback did go out with an injury early in that game. But uh, as we look forward to the biggest game of the year coming up on Friday, Thompson and Hoover, number one and number two in the state, regardless of classification, but number one, number two in 7A as well, playing for that Region 3 championship. Um, you know, Thompson continued to flex its muscles, and they beat down Oak Mountain 48 nothing. And Oak Mountain had it first and goal, not once, not twice, but three different times, and Thompson stopped them every time. I think that would be the number one storyline to this game is the fact that they didn't score on Thompson. You know, Oak Mountain has a good football team. It really shows you just how strong that Thompson defense is. It's so strong that I'm going to go out on a limb in the second half of this show and tell you my prediction of the upcoming Hoover game because we got a lot to talk about there as well. It should be an interesting one. We'll talk about that and all the other big games coming up as region titles and playoff spots all have to be decided this week in every single region except for 7A Region 1. They'll keep playing into next week, but uh, still some things will be decided this week even in that region. We have the Bracketology up at alpreps.com that I have now updated 1A through 7A every single classification. But last week, locked up a lot more spots. Now not, not everybody will be locked up. Not everybody will even be locked up after this week when region play is done. We'll go to tiebreaker L which is where my head starts to hurt just a little bit, but it's also kind of fun, too. I kind of get this weird high from doing it. You know, one of the things, too, I noticed the lower classifications, a lot of those games are set. So, you know, you got your really good teams. You take 1A through 3A. You got your, you know, your good teams that are there every year. You know that they're going to go undefeated. Your Lynette's, your, you know, people like that, Sweetwater's, your Maplesville, that, that kind of team. But they're always there year after year after year, and they were locked. Now, in the bigger classifications, not so many locked. That doesn't mean that they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're not locked in their position right now. One example would be uh, Prattville coming up because they've got a big game, and they need to hope that uh, Enterprise can beat Auburn because that would move them to the two seed, give them home field advantage. There's a lot going on there all the way across that are just huge, huge matchups. It, you mentioned uh, Prattville. Region 2 Central is the only team that's locked. Auburn, Prattville, Enterprise, the other teams. It, what's funny is while the Prattville's not locked in their position, they'll still make the playoffs. But to determine seeding and who potentially gets a home game, if I told you a few weeks ago, that Bishop Sycamore could play into a tiebreaker in the state of Alabama, nobody would have believed me. But it's true because Auburn plays IMG Academy in their final game of the season, and if it gets to a three-way tiebreaker with Auburn, Prattville, and Enterprise, it'll go to non-region wins, and IMG Academy has a win over Bishop Sycamore, which will count towards Auburn's total. That's totally unbelievable. You, it's you're gonna, crazy. You're going to fry my brain. Let's talk about <laughs> what we talked about last week. We picked some games last week that we thought would be interesting or big or have consequences in the playoffs. 5A Region 6 leads had no trouble with corner. 
We didn't think they would, but that guaranteed them home field advantage as they go into a big game, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. In 6A Region 4, Hueytown handled McAdory 62-25. And in 6A Region 5, Mountain Brook rose big over Homewood in a score that I didn't think would be this big, John, but 49-14. to uh, home was my alma mater. It pained me to say that I kind of did see the score being about that uh, with Mountain Brook and Homewood. Mountain Brook did lock up the region title with that win over Homewood. Homewood plays Briarwood coming up this week. We'll look ahead to that one in a second, but uh, those playoff spots are still up for grabs. Mountain Brook did lock it in, and Hueytown, McAdory. Hueytown locked up the region title. Hillcrest Tuscaloosa will be locked in as the second seed behind them, but now McAdory, because they lost to Hueytown, they have to play for potentially the third seed against Northridge. If they lose, it could drop down all the way down to number four another region that has a lot of seeds to be determined behind number one that is region six clay chaltville the top team there they ran over pinson valley 42 23 everybody kept asking me this is a rivalry game it should be close right i mean it's 19 points so it's not as big a blowout as some that they've had but still clay chaltville by far and away the top team uh in uh in 6a and like i keep mentioning i would love to see a 6a 7a matchup between thompson and clay chaltville but while they're locked in at number one there's now a three-way tie for number two between jackson olin pinson valley and gardendale because gardendale beat jackson olin 28 to 20 gardendale hosted that game at driver stadium so maybe that was a little bit of an edge to give them that win but jail's only loss had been to clay chaltville gardendale pinson jackson olin all tied right now it's going to non-region games with jackson olin leads that one so as of now despite jail losing it still is jo2 pinson valley three gardendale four they're all in the playoffs, but still a lot of work to be done there for 6A Region 6. You know, I love Gardendale Stadium, and it reminds me a lot. Any stadium to me that has a closed end zone in high school gives a little bit more of an intimate atmosphere. Now, Gardendale's uh, big building, I guess that's their gym. I don't know what's behind that wall. It kind of sits off a little bit, whereas Thompson's is more on the field. But I love when they design that and make it. Uh, Clay Chalkville is the same way. You know, the end zone's closed. It just seems to be a better atmosphere. Let's Let's move to 7A, Region 2, Central Phoenix City. No problem with Dothan High, as we thought. They beat them 48-12. to 12. And Hewitt Trustful, Gadsden City. John, we talked about this game. People were all over the place on who they thought would win. I'm kind of shocked that Hewitt Trustful came back and beat Gadsden City 35-28. to 28. You know, I, I tried to do the not-so-fast Hewitt Trustful is going to get upset the last two weeks with Vestavia two weeks ago. They got two pick-sixes at the end of the game to win that one and come back and win. And against Gaston City, they had to score at the end to come back and win 35-28 over Gaston City. You're right. I thought Gaston City had that, and had they won that game, then there would have been a chance that even Oak Mountain could have missed the playoffs because Oak Mountain and Hewitt Trustful play and had uh, you know Gatson City won and Hewitt Trustful beat Oak Mountain. Oak Mountain could have lost out on tiebreakers, but um, Hewitt Trustful won. Hewitt Trustful and Oak Mountain are going to be your three and four seed. They play this week. We'll preview that in a second. But um, that win for Hewitt Trustful was huge for them because it locked them into the playoffs at least. But they still got some work to do if they want to avoid James Clemens, who is the region champ up north. And what are they going to get for their troubles? If they win region one, they'll probably be facing uh, Thompson right off the bat in in the second round so we'll just see how that goes yeah hoover the team we're all uh, looking forward to thompson and hoover um 49-7 over tuscaloosa county i'll say this they gave gave up seven first half points whereas thompson beat them what was it 59 to nothing yeah, so something like that yeah. um you know just if you want to keep adding on why this game might not might not be as close i've seen so many people throwing out lines saying you know hey 
what's the line in the Hoover game? Is it seven points? Is it 14 points? Is it 17 points? They all seem a little low for me. I know we're biased because we call the Thompson games, but Hoover, they get the 49-7 win over Tuscaloosa County. Vestavia bouncing back, 37-6 win over Spain Park. Not a shocker to me, but the score's a shocker. I didn't think that, you know, I didn't think Vestavia had that kind of power against Spain Park. It just shows you how really bad Spain Park has, uh, has fallen. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for them that, you come in there, you got a one in sixteen, both of them, and you fall to a one in sixteen by a score of thirty-four to six. It just uh, they had scored one hundred nine points. Vestavia scored one hundred and twenty-two up to that point, so a major difference. There. I could just see, even though Spain Park got a field goal, Thompson or uh, Vestavia got a touchdown against Thompson. I could just see so much more from that Vestavia team. They're finally kind of getting in a groove with this new uh, coaching staff after forty plus years of the same thing. And I think, you know, depending on what the future looks like athlete-wise for Vestavia, they're going to work their way into where they're competing for a playoff spot there behind teams like Thompson and Hoover. Uh, and then, of course, the big game, Thompson, Oak Mountain. We mentioned Thompson won 48 nothing over Oak Mountain. Uh, Evan Smith, quarterback for Oak Mountain, the do-it-all guy, did get injured in that game fairly early, and so they had to go to a second string and then eventually a third string quarterback um, because they had a lot of players that played both ways, including the quarterbacks. And so it just kind of turned into a blowout, bigger than maybe we thought it was going to be but still a very impressive showing from Thompson. It's made me want to th- rethink what I'm going to pick for the Hoover game, so we'll get into that as we uh, get into the second half of the show as well. All right, let's preview that final week of region play. When we get back, that's all coming up right here on Next Round Preps. Hey, everyone, this is Chris Stewart, and I want to tell you about a show I'm proud to be a part of, spotlighting Alabama high school athletes. It's called High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic, and it can be found on Facebook Watch as well as YouTube. We release videos each month spotlighting athletes that have unique stories of triumph and perseverance, as well as coaches, family members, and teachers that have helped them along the way. We also spend time meeting players and coaches of all sports throughout the entire school year. So be sure to follow us on Facebook or just Google High School Sports Weekly to watch these amazing stories. That's High School Sports Weekly presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic. Chubb Father's got them burgers that be banging. Wings tenders, po' boys, hoagies that be slaying. Hunger like no other, be good to one another so we can all be cool again. Be your brother's keeper, feed the people. Don't talk about it, be about that equal. Let's grow and grab some grub. I'm giving hunger hugs. Chubb Fathers, man, it's all about the love. Chubb Fathers in Alabaster. At Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. All Britain and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. All Britain and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205 664 7610. 
And welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young here with you as we preview the final week of region play coming up. A lot of playoff spots have locked up. However, a lot of teams still need to do some work this week and even the week after in non-region play as tiebreakers will come into play. And as I go through, honestly, there weren't as many non-region tiebreakers at this point as I thought there would be. It's been a little easier this season to kind of break everything down. However, that could totally change this week. Some teams could help me with my headache. Some teams could totally make my headache worse. One of those teams is Flomaton. They're taking on T.R. Miller. T.R. Miller locked up the Region 1 championship. However, Flomaton right now uh, potentially in a tie with Hillcrest Evergreen and Bayside Academy down there in Region 1. T.R. Miller um, has been really solid this season. Flomaton not too far removed um, from a big win in the championship, but Flomaton, they're kind of hanging at the bottom of that region right now. So T.R. Miller goes out and they get Keith Etheridge, you know, to, to – continue their winning ways and keith etheridge ended up moving out who do what do they do they go get the number one coach in 1a and has been for years in maplesville move him down to bruton put him in charge and just like that brett hubbard's got this team playing exactly like they're supposed to flomaton you know won the state championship in 2018 so yes they're four years away you know three years out from winning it but there's still a good program there so just like john said that's going to be an interesting game in 5a region 5 ramsey and pleasant grove pleasant grove surprising seven in one season but ramsey at five and three the biggest part of that to me is pleasant grove's only loss came to oxford which was a huge loss 61 24 they actually won that game and it was forfeited that's Oxford right. had to forfeit, or Pleasant Grove had to forfeit it, um, so it counts as a loss right. on the on their schedule. But Ramsey, Ruben Nelson leaves. He goes to Shades Valley. Shades Valley, they are going to miss the playoffs this year after upsetting Homewood. They couldn't beat Chelsea, but Ramsey still hanging in there. Kind of wondered would they fall off without Ruben Nelson at the helm. He turned them into such a great program, won a state championship in 6A with them. That's the thing. They're a 5A team, but you forget that was a 6A state championship. They won over a great team like Opelika. Um, Ramsey trying to get that third spot. Potentially, they have to beat Pleasant Grove, and Fairfield has to lose to Cordova. Don't know what's going to happen. You mentioned how good that Pleasant Grove record is. They've been really, really solid this season. Um, and to go back to 3A real quick, have to mention Fife. Um, you talk about a team who can make the championship. T.R. Miller, a team who could potentially make a run there with Montgomery Academy and Montgomery Catholic in 3A, a team that could easily play in the championship, could be Fife. They fell for the first time this week in, what, 50 50- uh, one game winning streak and then, and then they lost was. this week yeah um so thompson now holds the longest winning streak in the state at 27 i believe but um fife a big loser there they need they can still potentially win that region depending on how tiebreakers go but um you know when you talk about tr miller and you talk about those teams in the south who could they face from the north well fife is the team you had just written in pen and then they get upset you know fife won john this is interesting 64 consecutive regular season games i mean you go back and think about that how many times i mean that's like six years in a row you say we're undefeated in regular season teams would you know they try their hardest to go undefeated just in the regular season so uh they had won 52 consecutive you're exactly right and 43 consecutive region win uh snaps so that you know you you got to give it to fife lynette takes over their spot though that's who's in there now with a string of 32 yeah, and uh, still have the home winning streak, though. This was on the road, so 52 games at home. Five still keeps one streak in there. They also have the highest streak of consecutive games scoring, 286 games they have scored uh, points in. I know that's – you think, well, I mean, it's – 
teams, good teams like that always score points. Still, 286 games. That's a lot of years that they've, uh, you know, put those those points on the board. Um, moving into 5A Region 6, we mentioned Leeds last week. Got a big win over Corner. This could potentially be the game, uh, you know, if, if Thompson and Hoover weren't both undefeated right now, this could be the best game in the state between Leeds and Alexandria going for the Region Championship in Region 6. Alexandria may have a little bit of an advantage here only because they're playing at home. And, you know, it's, uh, Alexandria is one of those places you can't get to from here. You know, you got to go somewhere else to get over there. <laughs> so Leeds, you know, a little bit of a bumpy sort of trip up there. And, and you know, it, it's a great atmosphere. Alexandria has one of the best atmospheres in the state. But the region championships on the line, The if you got if you give Alexandria the advantage for home field, you got to give Leeds some advantage for having Jerry Hood. No doubt. I think Alexandria gets a very, very close win because they are at home. But regardless, great seasons from both teams. The winner will get the one seed. The, the loser will get the two seed. Center point locked in at three behind them. And then Moody and Lincoln playing for the fourth seed there in Region 6. And if these two teams moved on, um, you know, pretty deep in the playoffs wouldn't shot me. Pleasant Grove has been really solid this season. But really, Region 7 and Region 8 haven't been super strong. You have Russellville, you have Gunnersville, some of the same names up there. But uh, Alexandria and Leeds could definitely make a deep playoff run there in, out of five region six moving on to class 6a spanish fort and mcgill tulin two teams that are uh, fighting for a home game the only two teams that aren't locked into the playoffs out of region one saraland they're number one baldwin county they're number four spanish fort mcgill tulin the winner of this one gets a home game in the playoffs and uh gets a very important game against a team from region three then on to play against pelham they can try to play calera instead coming out of region three yeah save them a little bit of a trip so that would be good Let's stay in that same uh, category now, 6A. Homewood and Briarwood Christian. Briarwood 7-1, Homewood 5-3. Not the record that you wanted Homewood to have at this time of the year, but still, this is always a very good ball game. And Homewood needs to win this game to get a home game in the playoffs. If they win this, they'll be the 2 seed. Briarwood will drop down to 3. However, there's a chance if Homewood loses this, they get in a three-way tie. Now, the the way things will work out there's a potential that homewood could still miss the playoffs even though they're third right now chelsea's the four team shades valley is the five if it goes to a three-way tie homewood's leading that in non-region wins with eight uh non-region opponents non-region opponents defeated have eight total wins chelsea has five shades valley has zero Shades Valley, they're playing Woodlawn, should be a win. Chelsea, they're playing Mountain Brook, should be a loss, um, just if Chalk were to hold. And so if Briarwood beats Homewood in this game, then Homewood's going to have to beat Pelham to try to lock in that third seed. But Pelham is a pretty good team this year as well, and Chelsea will be fourth. However, if Homewood loses to Pelham and Chelsea beats Calera, then Chelsea could potentially be third. Shades Valley can move into fourth because Ruben Nelson's team beat Homewood, and Homewood could miss out. So there's a very, very small chance Homewood misses. Chelsea is the only team that's really locked in right now. Um, so they need that scenario to play out where Chelsea wins, Shades Valley does, where Chelsea wins, and Homewood loses to Pelham. But this is a tough final two games, Briarwood and Pelham, but you got to have this one. It's a great rivalry game. It's the only team uh, other than Vesavia that I lost to multiple times when I was there. Um, the Castiles were the, the studs there at, at Briarwood when I was playing, but always been a good rivalry game. Kind of developed back then because Briarwood was 3A. They moved up to 5A when Homewood was on their run in the early 2000s, and uh, I'm so glad they're back in the same region. I am too. I think that's one of the best matchups, rivalries, if you want to call it that in the state it's always respectful rivalries i mean they some of these rivalries they get out of hand but these two teams and the two coaches they always respect each other it's always just great foot great high school football fort Payne five and three they travel to oxford who's five and three and john i wrote a question mark because i needed to ask you 
Where does the winner in this one finish? So this one could get a little bit complicated. So the only team locked in in this region is Southside Gadsden at, four, at the four seed. You have right now, they're all tied, but I have them ranked number one, Oxford, number two, Arab, number three, Fort Payne. Now here's how it would work. Arab plays Springville, so that should be a win for them. So let's say they move up to five and one. If Oxford wins, no matter what happens, if Arab wins or loses, they're going to be your one seed based on tiebreakers. If Fort Payne wins... They'll only be the one seed if Arab wins or if Arab loses. If they win, Fort Payne will drop to number two. So, um, let's say Arab beats Springville. Oxford wins the game. You have Oxford one, Arab two, Fort Payne three. Fort Payne wins the game. You have Arab one, Fort Payne two, Oxford three. So, there's a chance the loser of this finishes third. There's a chance the winner of this finishes second. There's a chance the winner of this finishes first. If Arab loses to Springville, who hadn't been bad this season, but I would not project them to win this game. But if they do lose this game to Springville, Oxford wins. They're number one. Arab's two. Fort Payne's three. Same thing plays out. So if Oxford wins, no matter what, Oxford's going to be a region champ. Arab's going to get the second home game, and then Fort Payne's going to be the three seed. If Fort Payne wins and Arab loses, Fort Payne will get the region championship. That's the only way they can get it. Oxford will be two, and Arab will be three. Well, now, folks, you no, see that why. makes sense. But you see why I put a question mark beside it because that's one of those that you got to go deep to find out. Yeah. So uh, you know, and, and Springville, if they get the win, they could potentially tie Southside Gaston, but they can't make it. So they're not necessarily playing for a playoff spot. But still, if they're able to beat Arab, that could change how things potentially happen. You know what's interesting to me? Here we are in week nine of the season. We go back to week zero when Thompson played Oxford at Oxford, you would have thought that Oxford didn't have a chance the rest of the year. I mean, I really felt sorry for him. It was one of those games Thompson was up 28 nothing in the first quarter and continued to pound the ball. But I never would have thought then that I'd be sitting here this many weeks later saying Oxford has a chance to win the region. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, nice. I mean, and the thing is, they've all beat each other, so it's not like they've been perfect in doing it either. All right. All right, 7A Region 3, where everybody wants to know. Let's start with Hewitt Trustville, 7-2. and two. They travel over to Oak Mountain, 6-2. and two. Can Oak Mountain heal the wounds and put Band-Aids on enough to stay in it with Hewitt Trustville? Luckily, because of the Hewitt Trustville win last week, they're both going to make the playoffs. So you don't have to worry about missing a playoff game here. However, the loser of this game is going to travel to James Clemens. The winner of this game is going to travel to Bob Jones. So you're traveling to Madison either way. I assume that'll be a Thursday and Friday split since they play in the same place. But, um, you know, Hewitt Trustville... I would lean in the direction of Hewitt Trustville winning this one because you don't know what the quarterback situation is going to exactly be like, how bad that injury actually is. Um, and they switched to the third-string quarterback. I don't know why they switched to the third-string quarterback. If it was a, hey, we're getting blown out, let's get, get some experience, or if it was an injury thing. But we saw three different quarterbacks for Oak Mountain once Evan Smith went out. So um, I, I, I think Hewitt has the talent to win this. They did put up points. They put up the most points so far this season with nine um, on Thompson. But they struggle so much against Gaston City and Vestavia, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, and that's why I put the next game down here, John. Gaston City playing at Vestavia, it really has nothing to do with anything other than it's going to be a very interesting game to set up where both of these teams are headed next year, really. Yeah, this is a game more for pride than it is playoffs. You know, you could have potentially had some craziness had Gaston City won last week. Um, But... You know, Vestavia, they're, they're two and two in their last four, and those losses are to the number one team in the state, Thompson, and the other one's a close loss to Hewitt Trustville. So I think Vestavia has the edge here against Gaston City. If I had to put a line on it, I'd say a field goal, maybe. I think it's a fairly close game between these two teams. But Vestavia ends with a win over Spain Park, Gaston City, and then Shades Valley. 
they end on a three-game win streak. They end up overall uh, four and six on the season, which the way they started, I would have said there's no way they finished four and six this season. Um, you know, but Gaston City, they've had a really good record overall this season, only losing to those top teams. So, um, you know, I I think this could be a very close game. I think Vestavia's finding their way. I think they work their way into what will ultimately be the fifth spot in that region that doesn't get you anything necessarily other than the pride of being ahead of the others, but definitely ahead of Tuscaloosa County, definitely ahead of Spain Park, and the winner of this one will be ahead of the other one. Yeah, and look for Tuscaloosa County, too, to be much better next year. We know that Adam Weingarten is a great coach, and he's going to bring them out. He just had nothing to work with this year, but he's making a big impact on those kids already. All right, John, let's talk about it. It's Thompson is at Hoover, both 9-0, and ranked number one, number two in the state. Uh, Hoover's been ranked in the in the polls for 240 consecutive weeks. I, that, that's just incredible to me. Uh, you know, going all the way back to the 2000 season. All right, here we are in 2021. So, you know, that program says what it is, storied enough. And I've got notes on both of these teams. But, you know, I've been I've been leaning toward Hoover scoring more points than anybody against Thompson up until last week when Thompson's defense literally shut down Oak Mountain. You also got Antoine Fagans now decommitting from Miami going to Alabama. That puts him with Jeremiah Alexander. They want to be more of a teammate now more than ever. I mean, this defense for Thompson is absolutely loaded. I'm going to say that Tom, uh, Hoover's going to have even trouble scoring. I don't know that they'll have trouble scoring anything. I think they'll have trouble scoring enough <laughs> to make this a competitive ball game. Um, you know, their offense is averaging about 39 points per game this year. Thompson's been well over that. Haven't scored under 40. Um, you know, the defense for Hoover, when I look at similar games, you know, Vestavia, kind of the same. Gatson City, 17 points. Oak Mountain, 21 points. Hewitt Trustville, 10. Spain Park, 10. Tuscaloosa County, 7. Those scores for Thompson are zero, zero, three, six, seven, three, zero. I mean, it's it's much smaller numbers. Um, the defense is averaging giving up twelve points per game, and Thompson's much further under that. You look at the stats for Oak Mountain and Hoover coming into the game against Thompson; they're not that far off in terms of points scored, points given up. Um, the only loss for Oak Mountain to that point was Hoover in a close game that was a one-score game. But that game right there is the one reason why I think, hey, Thompson beat Oak Mountain 48 to nothing. Even though they had a backup quarterback in there, they still put up 48 points on, uh, on Oak Mountain. It wouldn't shock me if they put up 48 points on Hoover. Now Hoover, I think, breaks double digits for the first time against Thompson. But they just get that. They get 10. They get 14, something like that. We know that Hoover spends most of the year concentrating on this game. I mean, obviously Thompson has come up – and been their stumbling block. Thompson won last year in the round, uh, round three of the playoffs, 52 to 14. They beat Hoover in the regular season last year, 39 to 23. In 2019, Thompson beat them in the regular season, 48 to 30, and then in the playoffs again, 35 21. So it's no big, big secret that Hoover is looking straight at Thompson. I had a chance to ask Coach Mark Freeman this week about this game. Here's what he had to say. I'm joined now by Coach Mark Freeman, the head coach at Thompson High School. Coach, big week coming up against Hoover this week, obviously. Yeah, they always are, and it'll be a lot of fun. A great environment, uh, great atmosphere, and we're looking forward to it. What what can we expect to see out of Thompson this week as far as uh, you know offense and defense? I know defense for you has been playing really good this week. Yeah, defense is playing, playing 
playing really great every week, uh, kind of setting the tone of the game for us. Played better last week on offense. We made better decisions. We blocked up on the out, uh, perimeter a lot better. Um, I think we, we got a lot better last week on offense. Hopefully we can carry that over this week. Shut out teams, what, I think five this year already, uh, you know, and so the defense, obviously, Jeremiah Alexander and, and Traquan Fagans, a lot of big names over there. They need to step up this week, obviously, for, for Thompson. Yeah, we got to get off the field. Um, I know that Hoover is going to try to stay on the field, make first downs, and uh, be methodical probably in doing it. We just got to get off the field and, and um, just play like we've been playing, Jerry, because we've been playing really good over there. Everybody's been playing their technique, unselfishness, and uh, – I look for them to play good, and we just got to get there and repeat what we, our performance we had last week on offense. Thank you, Coach. And there's Mark Freeman speaking with Jerry about this big game coming up on Friday. I think we both like Thompson in this one. No shock since we are the Thompson uh, broadcast team, but it's just so hard to ever take your bias off, take your, your, current, your uh, black and red glasses off, and still pick against Thompson. You just can't do it. Should be a phenomenal game. Where can they hear it, Jerry? Yeah, WarriorNationNetwork.org. When you go there, you can push the Listen Now button if you want to hear the radio broadcast. It's free. And if you're a subscriber on the NFHS Network, then you can just simply push the Watch Now button. It'll take you straight to the NFHS Network. So, WarriorNationNetwork.org. John and I have the call for you Friday night from the Hoover Met. Should be a fun game, and it's actually about – 200 feet from my house, uh, the game there in Hoover. So I live right down the street from Hoover High School. So I'll be able to get home quick and make sure all the brackets are updated at alpreps.com. For the most part, every matchup will be set. We'll have a few tiebreakers. We'll have to go to that final week. But depending on how things happen out, you could have almost everything settled by the time Friday night and midnight comes and all the games are done. So I'm going to go home and try to update all that. You can check out where the brackets are right now at alpreps.com, and uh, we'll break it all down next week, final week of the regular season. Thompson will be off. We'll look at all the big non-region games before we head into the playoffs and kind of sort of look ahead to some of those playoff matchups as well. For Jerry Young, I'm John Lunsford. This has been Next Round Preps.